Welcome to the Artemisian. Today we ponder the question, what do recurring symbols or themes represent in our dreams? This is a topic I find fascinating. Not only can we begin to glean so much from writing down our dreams and working with them consciously, but when we do this, we start to notice that things are not so random, that there are patterns, images, figures, environments repeat. And not only might those images repeat themselves, but certain dreams seem to flow from one to the other. Even if the environment is different or the figures are different, certain underlying emotional dynamics or sort of what it seems to be speaking to in our lives connects it. So there is this meaningful thread that runs through our dreams if we are patient enough and consistent enough and present enough to listen, track them, and work with them. So I asked my readers to submit recurring images, themes, environments, etc., that they've noticed in their dreams. And I wanted to just provide a little bit of a overall archetypal psycho-spiritual point of view of how you might look at some of these images. And the caveat here is that I can only (laughs) do so much from my own standpoint with your dreams. Um, I can look at it from a very general point of view or I can kind of draw upon what it brings up for me. So this is by no means an exhaustive interpretation, but rather is on the one hand, I'm trying to model a process for you guys so that you can begin to ask similar questions for your own dreams, approach your interpretation in a similar way. And also with these general symbolic insights of some of these dream symbols, maybe that unlocks something because symbols by their nature are multifaceted, multifaceted. They are alive. They have many layers. So there's going to be personal elements to it that only you could possibly uncover. There might be cultural elements having to do with, um, where you grew up, your family dynamic, where you have lived throughout your life. Uh, There could be more of a archetypal layer to it as well, which is to say that the themes present are true throughout time and space, all throughout human culture. So where does this layer of the symbol really activate for you? That's your work to figure out, but hopefully going through this process shines a little bit of a light onto working with dreams and some something might come up just by listening to it, even if I didn't select your dream to talk about. So I've chosen a few. Thank you all for your submissions. Um, I really appreciate uh, the different comments that were left and all the different variety of dream symbols to choose from. So we'll go through a few. I will muse on them. I will offer some insights and we will 
really close this out with hopefully leaving you in a space where you can try to cultivate a similar attitude to the dreams that you have each night. So let's begin. The most striking reoccurring symbol in some of my dreams is that of an enclosed garden, usually coupled with a significant ceremonial event happening at some later time within the garden. The ceremonies usually differ, but the feeling or atmosphere of the dreams that have me in an enclosed garden are usually similar, with there always being an attitude of reverence towards what is happening. Looking briefly into enclosed gardens as a dream symbol, there's a Latin term for it. Hortus conclusus. Okay, thanks for your submission. The first thing that came to mind for me is the idea of the temenos, which Jungians are all about and um, love to relate this idea. The Greek word for temenos um, usually means like a sacred precinct, a, a holy area. It's often around a temple. It denotes a holy place. There is... Um, boundaries to it there's an enclosure in it so i think on the one hand the temenos is sometimes looked at as the the relationship between the individual and the analyst that a sacred temenos is being created we can relate this also to the alchemical vessel that i talked about in my post constructing the vessel i think that's what it's called um so what happens when a uh, boundaries are created around something that is meant to generate or hold sacred, deep inner work. This might be the temenos. It's about containment. It's uh, it's like the drawing of the protective circle um, around oneself as they begin to do the magical work. And dreaming of this consistently, I think some questions that come to mind for me to consider is, What's happening in your outer life when you have these dreams? Is there a pattern that you're noticing? For example, maybe you have something really stressful, overwhelming, um, feeling like you don't have the resources to um, be able to attend to something that's happening in your life. And every time that happens, or more or less, you have this beautiful dream of being in an enclosed garden where it feels ceremonial and there's a sense of reverence because the temenos in this case can represent the the kind of grounded protected center that's cultivated around the inner part of the personality so that despite what's happening outwardly something inward is not only being protected so it doesn't become flooded but it it creates that strong inner center so you can withstand the task so maybe you notice that maybe this is a period of life that's quite difficult um, maybe it's a call or an invitation to going deeper into self-work maybe you don't resonate so much with things that are intense and stressful and overwhelming but I feel like sometimes that image of the sacred garden or the temenos comes out when there's a preparation that's happening because the psyche has this incredible way of not only preparing us for what's to come, but having a sense 
this uh, prospective view of the world and in what's happening inwardly that is getting ready to take on something that that you don't know is coming yet and this can act then as an indication of the strengthening of those inner resources or as that invitation to something deeper in your life that's going to come calling so sitting with this kind of image to me especially in meditation or in active imagination could be really powerful and see what rises up in the garden or as you have each of these dreams maybe there's a certain figure who's present that you want to work with so that could be a way to approach this this temenos that is being shown to you what role does it play in your life and how can you more consciously uh, walk through that sacred garden and how might it offer you these resources that you need all right let's move on to another dream symbol whenever i dream of the ocean if i get in the water it is always a guarantee that the weather will get stormy the waters will get choppy and giant waves will show up i try to get back to the beach and i keep getting sucked into the sea and away from the shore I selected this because water and especially the ocean are this very potent archetypal image. Often, this especially from a Jungian point of view, the ocean and large bodies of water are symbolic of the unconscious. It's the the, the primordial soup uh, where we all rose from, or it's the great tides that that we sit upon in our life and it moves us in ways that we can't possibly understand and we are this merely this small wave on the great body of the ocean that in some ways we can get a glimpse glimpse of but we can't truly know it and the deeper we go the darker and more disorienting it gets or even the more hostile it gets and yet at the same time, there's this call, there's this interesting pull that the ocean and the depths have to, for us. So dreaming often of the ocean, um, you know, I, I think it's important to ask in what way is it showing up for you? Is, in, you know, this beautiful, majestic animal, um, you know, rising to the surface and greeting you um, at the shore? Or in this case, are you feeling like you're going to get pulled in, that the water is choppy, that these giant waves are going to show up? This often speaks to those more difficult dynamics that exist in the unconscious. And not only that, when I think about water, I think a lot about the emotional realm. This is another um symbolic application that we can look at another correspondence for emotional life because the sea of emotions that exist within us are mercurial ever-changing um uncertain of where the origins of this sudden 
you know, overwhelm or joy or excitement came from, and yet it washes over us and can feel exciting. Like it can lift us up. We can feel that we're just floating on the waves or enjoying being in the flow. And then other times it's crashing down upon us and we are completely disoriented or or feel like we're fighting for our lives. So what in your life when you're having these dreams or what consistently is going on in the deeper emotional space? And likely it's going to be something that is a bit more unconscious in nature, which means that there maybe isn't as much awareness around its origins, its source, the dynamics that lead to these certain outcomes or behaviors or attitudes. But being in the water um, requires that we learn how to adapt to it and have a sort of respect for nature at its most powerful and unwieldy. We cannot expect to bend the ocean to our will, but we can learn how to swim with the tide. We can learn how to shift, you know, how we um, move through the currents. We can strengthen our stroke and learn how to breathe for longer and deeper underwater. And so that interesting mediating between yourself and and the ocean is important, I think, in this case. And the dreams to me would indicate the potential of right now, maybe you don't have all of the skills and the tools, but there's the potential to keep working at that and right now there is a fear um that seems present like you try and get back to the beach and you keep getting sucked back so there's a fear of being in the water every time you enter into it something disastrous happens so there there to me feels like there is this resistance to the unconscious or resistance to these emotional dynamics and i think i've said this somewhere else before maybe in my writing but it isn't always about just like jumping into the deep end and learning how to swim it's baby steps especially when we're dealing with intense emotional dynamics or with shadowy um, aspects of the unconscious we don't want to put ourselves in a situation that we don't know how to get out of and so mediating that slowly titrating the experience Uh, learning how to tread water first before you go for the big swim is important and how might you apply that to your life right now okay next dream i have dreams of my great grandmothers and great aunts where we meet in their village in sicily i introduce myself to them and we cry and hug each other out of happiness it's been happening for over a year now i had to select this dream (laughs) there's a couple of reasons one um i'm sicilian and immediately reading this dream just like filled me with this sense of warmth and uh i i felt related to it and i couldn't help myself but also i was struck because for about hmm three three-ish months now i've been having these recurring dreams of going back home to new york where I don't live anymore, but that's where all my family is. And before that, um, 
my grandparents came from Sicily and um, other members of my family all emigrated from Sicily and Italy. And these dreams of returning back home have been playing out and making me think a lot about what does it mean to to really come back home, to trace to the origins, to think about what these paths that my ancestors have walked and what it means for me today. It's like looking at the the echoes of time and I wonder if that might be true for this person who submitted the dream. And importantly, we start to look at some of the details that there seems to be recurring figures here. Great-grandmothers, great-aunts. Is there a reconciliation with the maternal line, the archaic feminine principle? And in some ways that does connect you to a personal layer of your psyche and your experience. Like, is there something in the family line that's calling to you? What does going back to the village mean? What does it represent? Um, What is your family's story around that? And then to me, it it next plugs into a more archetypal layer because this feeling of, of the old world and the great feminine feels like the the mother archetype is present in its archetypal form as well and that containing and holding and grounding that the feminine principle does the the ability to create the um, the matrix from which everything is born is is something that in especially in our in our modern time is like we're we're very out of touch with that and so is there something about the the general aspect of the great mother archetype that's calling to you or is there something about the personal um maternal line or the the matriarchs of the family that is calling to you for reconciliation to return to the origin because you're seeing these reconciliations in the dream and maybe you're experiencing that now maybe you have been doing some work around that and this is expressing it but if it's been recurring i i wonder what you might be doing in the outer world to to make that real because as i've had these dreams they've been coupled with this impulse and desire to actually go back home to new york in my case um and see like I want to go back to my grandma's house where I grew up I want to go to the cemetery where she's buried I want to see where my mother was raised and my father was raised I want to go back to my childhood home I don't know it's I don't know what's bringing it up I could certainly conjecture a bunch about it but there's there's something that's calling and I think that those impulses start to come up initially in dreams and if we're aware we might start to notice them in outer uh, waking reality so consider what does it represent what is returning to the origin mean and how might the great mother be calling to you next i dream of descending rapidly downhill sometimes on skis bikes skateboards or even down dusty gritty tracks on the soles of my boots i feel loosely in control but only just i think what came up for me 
was this sense of riding the edge, being loosely in control of this descending action. And sometimes when we're riding that edge between being in control and out of control, we're, we're actually in a pretty sweet spot. We're in a flow state and we're pushing ourselves to a certain limit that can be met. And yet riding that potential of disaster or wipeout also allows us to kind of grow in the process and to draw upon resources that we usually wouldn't if we were just walking at a leisurely pace. So already this idea of, of being loosely in control is potent for me at least. And I would in turn ask this dreamer if I was working with them about what other emotional dynamics are present Because the idea of feeling just loosely in control doesn't actually have any emotional quality to it it, that they've described. It's like, I'm loosely in control and it feels awesome. Or I'm loosely in control and I'm totally freaked out. It's like those bring such important nuance to a dream. So we we always want to look at what feeling states, what emotions are also present in the dream. Um, But without that information, I start to move to this idea of downward movement, of descension. And often when this theme of moving downward is present, we are sometimes looking at the ascent and descent of kind of moving through different layers of experience or uh, different perspectives or how moving upward is often an act of rising above. It is the movement towards spirit. It is being in the sky with the bird's eye perspective. It recalls to mind the the alchemical operation of the sublimatio, which really is an ascent that takes us above uh, earthly experiences. And this is important for us to be able to exercise in our psyche to... Uh, rise above to kind of break out of the nature of life that has become concretized and heavy and to detach to dissociate to create space to abstract so that idea of the sublimatio does get us into the areas of intellect and reason and philosophy and the ability to utilize the sword of the thinking function for um, for discrimination, for discernment, so important for us. And yet being in that state on high in the clouds can become extremely ungrounding. Or there is a time eventually where the natural cycle wants to continue. So you ascend, now it is time to descend. So what does this act of descending mean for you? Are you being called back to the ground? And as you do it, does it feel like a shaky process? I think a lot of people, maybe naturally or maybe through adaptation, become very identified with being um, up in the clouds without a body without a point of view or without um, all of the yucky, overwhelming, annoying, 
dark things that come with being in the earth, with being present with life, with feeling the fullness of our emotions. You know, the, the nature of sublimatio is to get out of all of that and to become kind of unstructured for a while or to, to allow those certain structures to fall away. And when we stay there too long, we eventually might come crashing down or something that we've held onto that is mm, closely tied to a lot of our thought patterns might be going through some sort of change and transformation. I think sometimes when we have dreams of falling out of the sky, you know, a plane or you're flying or something like that, like those themes can be coming up. Like you're, you're losing hold of something that kept you up above or detached or associated to something. Um, so this nature of dissension, what does it mean? Um, what came before it is, is an interesting question to me as well um, for the dreamer here. And why do you need to come back down to reality? Um, is something asking you to find new grounding to relate to something in a real and concrete way are you being binded to reality and does that feel a little overwhelming does it feel a little scary maybe this dream shows the transition that you're in so i would think that the the, the next layer to go deeper is connecting the emotional qualities of the dream and really considering what does it feel like to the dream ego? That is the version of you who's dreaming and experiencing it all. What does it feel like to the dream ego consistently? And how does that reveal um, parts of your own experience in waking reality? Next we have, okay, this is a fun one. <laughs> this person just wrote Dave Grohl. Yes, seriously. So if you don't know Dave Grohl, he is a musician, um, was the drummer in Nirvana and the lead of the Foo Fighters and <laughs> Dave Grohl. Um, I wanted to choose this one because it's very typical for us to dream of people we know or celebrities, family members, and just be like, what's up with that? Why am I dreaming about Dave Grohl or Barack Obama? or my kindergarten teacher, that's strange. And I think sometimes they can feel so ludicrous that we just sort of brush it off and think, oh, oh, you dreams, you just, you know, throw the strangest things at me. Anyways, moving on with my life. But rather, what we should consider is that each figure in your dream is a symbolic container for dynamics in your life. They are representations of something much more complex, much more nuanced. And so when you dream of someone, what are the qualities that you associate with them? That's like maybe the first question to start with, you know, how do you view Dave Grohl? Maybe you hate Dave Grohl. Maybe you think he's a terrible musician. Maybe you think he's awesome. Maybe he's been uh, like an inspirational creative figure. Maybe you love his music, you know what that person represents to you is important, the qualities that they have and what they bring up as you consider it. And as this person shows up in each dream, how are they acting? 
uh, is there something that is changing about them? Are certain actions being repeated? That's important too, because the, the dream figure, in this case, Dave Grohl, is representing some sort of dynamic inside of yourself that might be undergoing a transformation or a change or is trying to guide you. Like, you know, Dave Grohl, the psychopomp, is a funny idea, but stranger things have happened. Um, so what qualities do you share with this figure Sometimes we dream of individuals and they're very, very shadowy for us. They, you know, maybe you lack courage or you are disconnected from your creativity. And so someone like Dave Grohl is this shadow figure that represents your creative potential, um, your ability to believe in yourself and have success and have acknowledgement, you know? So is it a shadowy figure or are there certain qualities you share? Like maybe you do feel really connected to your creativity, but there's something about Dave that's a little bit different or shows a path forward. So in this way, he's acting as that representation of those dynamics for yourself because otherwise, you know, your dreams would just be you and a bunch of versions of yourself and, it's just not that literal the the unconscious its language is image and symbol and metaphor and so it's going to select from this repository of your experiences so that maybe this person you met super randomly in a store just suddenly pops up or you know your old childhood friend uh or you watched a movie and then you were in the movie in your dreams it's selecting all of these images from your life to represent something. And it's, it's, it's totally, you know, it, it blows my mind really how intelligent and purposeful that these images are. And so give them space to be purposeful and consider what does Dave Grohl mean? All right, here's the last one. I have a dream that a credit card has fallen into my body right in between my ribs I panic and try to get it out, but others tell me it's normal, that there are probably many more old cards in there I don't even know about, and that everybody has at least a few credit cards stuck in their body. This dream is visceral. What a gruesome image, and I imagine the panic and the intensity that must be met by the dream ego or even waking up. This feels like the kind of dream that you wake up from and you just like clutch, you know, at your ribs and there's this feeling of needing to do a reality check. Um, so what, what, what comes to mind for me from reading this dream is that what does credit cards <laughs> represent? Um, so from really general, uh, associative exercise for me, what I started thinking of was credit cards imply borrowing. They imply debt. They imply something it's intangible. Like we don't use real money anymore. We've replaced it with credit cards and there's this kind of promise or exchange that's happening between individuals that, I will uh, take this thing and I'll pay it back. So what old debts are you carrying around or what have you purchased but maybe didn't pay for or maybe you purchased something and the records or the receipts 
are all there embedded inside of you because you know we can go back and look at our credit card statements and here's everything that you spent your money on and money often is this great symbol for our resources um, inner resources outer resources emotional resources we pay out to the world and in exchange we hopefully receive something back and so what I, I there's something here like a question that's coming to me is like needing to go back through and look at these old credit card statements and maybe some of them reveal a pattern of spending quote unquote that is important maybe certain of those credit cards have outstanding debts which to me would really speak to unacknowledged material that's beginning to come knocking on your door like the the debt collectors and you know I what I what I like about this dream too is that there is sort of a reassurance from the unconscious that despite how panic inducing this is it's like oh no no it's normal you know everybody's got credit cards lodged in their ribs and when we have these kind of opposing viewpoints happening in dreams, I always think it's really important to pay attention to because the dream ego is experiencing panic and the unconscious, which has a greater perspective, says, I can understand that that's scary, but here's a different way to look at it. And that's when we start to get into this really exciting um, sort of juicy dialectic with with the with the unconscious is that it can provide insights that we are struggling to gain access to from the ego's conscious perspective and in this case there's something here that needs to be accounted for or maybe just normalized that as you're building up all of these different purchases and credits that they're a part of you and maybe there's like a resistance to that. Maybe there's a feeling right now of wanting to disown everything that you've spent those resources on or everything you've been forced to pay for. Like sometimes it's not all joyful spending on fun trips and gadgets and things like that. It's like life demands these um these moments in time when we don't know what to do we don't have the resources to pay for it something unexpected happens and we have to account for it in some way and I think the psyche does this in its in its own intelligence which is sometimes we experience something we don't have all the resources to meet it and so we take on what we can and everything else kind of gets put on the credit card (laughs) to pay be paid later um which you know is this nature for us to uh to split off anything that doesn't pass that threshold and place it aside for a later time and eventually we have to reckon with it and there's all this shadow material that we have to deal with so maybe that feels resonant for what might be happening for you but you know sometimes the unconscious really uh, challenges us with these intense gruesome images to get our attention so if if the panic you felt in the dream was at all mirrored when you woke up or even just sitting and thinking about this dream brings up this discomfort it's like that's that's good that there's energy here there's the need for 
uh, focus for libido, for psychic energy to flow to this area and to consider what needs to be accounted for. All right, that's the end of this dream roundup. Thank you everybody for submitting your dreams. I hope you found this helpful. Thanks for listening. See you next time.